Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and this is the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. And I'm Cynthia Davis. In this week's episode, we hear from Deb D'Andrea on the creation of the Bizarre Cat Bazaar. She's going to tell us when it will be happening and the story behind what inspired this unique event. We hear this week's music mentions from Jamie Lammers and special correspondent Marianne Rosen will share a sweet soliloquy about the origins of April Fool's Day. And for our final segment, I'll be interviewing my co-host, Dango Rose, who is currently down the mountain this week with Elephant Revival. They're playing their very first Denver show since going on hiatus in 2018. We'll talk about what's in store and what's on tap as he and his bandmates reawaken this pride of hibernating elephants. But first, some news from your neighborhood. The Boulder Watershed Collective is excited to offer folks an opportunity to join the local USDA Forest Services leaders on a site view of an upcoming prescribed burn. Prescribed burns are an important step in protecting our community, watersheds, and local forests from wildfires. Come learn from local Forest Service fire managers about how they design a prescribed burn in connection to weather, objectives, and what it means to live in a fire-adapted ecosystem. For more information and to sign up for the tour, go online to boulderwatershedcollective.com and click through to the Events tab. Read more local news and feature stories in print and online at themountaineer.com. And that's it for this week's news briefs. If you have something to share, you can send requests for submission to info at themountaineer.com. As long as it meets our community standards, we'll be sure to include it in a future episode. Brightwood Music has been serving the peak-to-peak region and beyond since opening in 2008. The full-service music store offers new and used instruments and will even repair the ones you've got. Go ahead and check them out on Facebook at Brightwood Music. Brightwood Music is the best music store with altitude across the peak to peak. For our lead story, we go to Deb D'Andrea with the Bizarre Cat Bazaar. She's in the beginning stages of planning a fun-filled day in honor of local legend Fred the Cat. Deb, can you give our listeners a few more details about Fred? Fred the cat is a stray cat that was hanging out in Netherlands. Um, and people were disheartened with the politicians that were running for town at that time. And somebody got the idea to get enough signatures to have Fred the cat be on the ballot. And she won. So she was the she's the historical honorary mayor of Netherlands, and she is uh, her plaque is in front of town hall. There's been some questions as to whether she's actually there. Um, we're sort of scouring the Mountain Ear has a bunch of articles on Fred the Cat from that time period, and Barbara Hart is working to pull a bunch of that stuff together. And what inspired you to designate a town bazaar in her honor? A friend came to me with the con- with the name and the idea and was like, you know, 
what do you think about this? And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. And so decided to just do the Bizarre Cat Bizarre and freaking run with it. So tell us when it's happening and also what your vision is for the event. Uh, it's August 12th from 10 to 6 in the center of town. So it's like, it's, you know, I'm looking into getting flags and streamers and, you know, like the lanterns that you see think Thailand bazaars, you know, really, you know, colorful, immersive, fun festival, not festival, it's a bazaar, it's a bizarre bazaar where everybody's in cat costumes, however you define a cat costume, and it's just going to be really energetically fun. It's sort of like a bizarre meets Burning Man. And what's the best way to get in touch with you for those that want to get involved? So if you go to the bizarrecatbizarre.com, there's a link there that takes you to my email, so you can email me. I've also, on the article in the Mountaineer Believe, listed the tiny URLs for both volunteering and vendors. I'm looking for, you know, I want to support the local artists. They can, you know, they can contact me via messenger or email or, you know, I'm definitely easy to get hold of or find. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for this to be very inclusive uh, for everyone. And I also want to bring some really unique outside talent, too, to complement people who are local. Thank you, Deb. We can't wait to see how this turns out. And we will definitely catch up with you over the next few months as things progress. Now we go to correspondent Jamie Lammers, who will be delivering this week's Music Mentions. And now for this week's Music Mentions. Head to Busey Brews, located at 70 East 1st Street in Netherlands, to check out Riverspell Duo on Sunday, April 2nd at 2 p.m. The Canyon Tavern, located at 32138 Highway 72 in Cole Creek Canyon, on Friday, March 31st at 6 p.m. to see Mark Cuban performing live. Head to the Caribou Room, located at 55 Indian Peaks Drive in Nederland, to check out Steely Dead and Dead Fish Orchestra performing on Saturday, April 1st. Doors open and dinner starts at 7 p.m. and the show starts at 8 p.m. Covered Wagon, located at 15 East 1st Street in Nederland to check out Karaoke Nights every Thursday at 7 p.m. Head to 261 Eldora Ski Road site in Nederland, the Woodward Boombox in particular, to check out DJ Mr. Cal performing live on Friday, March 31st at 1 p.m. Head to the Gold Hill General Store and Pub on Friday, March 31st at 7 p.m. to see Porphyry performing live. They're located at 531 Main Street in Gold Hill. Howlin' Wind Brewing on Saturday, April 1st at 4 p.m. to see Bear Hat performing live. They're located at 51A Main Street in Rollinsville. 
the Jamestown Mercantile located at 108 Main Street in Jamestown to check out David Lawrence and the Spoonful performing live on Thursday, March 30th at 7 p.m. Also be sure to head there on Friday, March 31st at 7 p.m. to see the Halfbacks Trio performing live. Knotted Root Brewing is currently hosting the Brewer's Dozen featuring Kings of Prussia and Friends every Saturday at 5 p.m. and Jazz Sundays with Black Dog and Friends every Sunday at 4 p.m. Be sure to head to 250 North Caribou Street in Netherland to check out these events for yourself. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., the Millsite Inn hosts an open jam. Be sure to head to 44365 Highway 72 in Ward to check it out for yourself. Head to 121 North Jefferson Street in Netherland to check out Ned's Cafe's Dam Jam every Thursday at 10 p.m. and Karaoke Nights every Sunday at 7 p.m. And finally, be sure to head to 20 East Lakeview Drive, number 112 in Netherland, where Very Nice Brewing Company is located on Friday, March 31st at 6 p.m. to see Zazanian Music performing live, on Saturday, April 1st at 5 p.m. to see Ravenwolf performing live, and on Sunday, April 2nd at 4 p.m. to see Fast Floyd performing live. Did we miss you, your business, or your performance? Want to submit your music listing in the Peak to Peak area? Do you have updates to your business or to your performances? Please call 303-810-5409 or email info at themountaineer.com to be included in the next print edition or the next podcast of The Mountain Ear. Thank you, Jamie. Now let's drop in with special correspondent, Marianne Rosen, who shares a sweet soliloquy about April Fool's Day. In the next three days, the Netherland area is expecting 40 inches of snow. Oh, wait, April Fool's. Why do people joke, play hoaxes, or pull pranks on the 1st of April? Although April Fool's Day has been celebrated for hundreds of years by many different cultures and countries, its exact origins are a mystery. One theory has the holiday beginning around the year 1561, when a Flemish poet wrote a comical verse about a nobleman who sends his servant on ridiculous errands and the idea took off. A second theory has its beginnings in France in 1582. That year, the new year was changed from April 1st to January 1st. Many citizens did not get the message and continued the April 1st celebrations. They soon became the butt of jokes and hoaxes. A common prank was to attach paper fish to their back and to refer to them as easily caught fish and gullible people. They were called April Fools. Still, another theory states that April 1st was associated in Rome with Hilaria, Hilaria was celebrated by the followers of the goddess Sibylle. During the holiday, people dressed in disguises and mocked fellow citizens, all inspired by the legend of Isis, Osiris, and Seth, a conflict of order versus disorder. One more theory is that the date is tied to the vernal equinox, when Mother Nature fooled people with ever-changing and unpredictable weather. A final idea is that the holiday began in Belgium as a day in which parents, grandparents, and teachers would fool children, but it then broadened into the more inclusive April Fool's Day. However it began, by the 18th century, the concept of April Fool's Day had spread. In Scotland, it turned into a two-day festival, the hunting of the Guck and Tale Day, 
On Gok Day, a Gok being the symbol of a fool or a cuckoo bird, people were sent on phony errands. And on Tale Day, pranks were played, like pinning fake tails or kick-me signs on people. On the other side of the ocean, in 1771, a diary in Boston suggests that sending people on wild goose chases on April 1st had become common in New England. In more recent times, the media and major brands has led to the holiday's long life. Radio, TV, websites, and newspapers have reported ridiculous fictional claims that have fooled audiences, such as the BBC reporting that Swiss farmers had grown spaghetti on trees, Sports Illustrated writing about a rookie pitcher with a 168 mile per hour fastball, Taco Bell reporting that they were purchasing the Liberty Bell and changing its name to the Taco Liberty Bell. The opposite has also happened with things that actually were true were not immediately believed because they were reported on April Fool's Day. A couple of examples were the death of Marvin Gaye and a major earthquake and tsunami. Although April 1st is not appreciated by all because of the viewpoint that hoaxes and pranks are rude, manipulative, and a bit nasty, as well as based on deceit and schadenfreude, there are many who believe the day can be good for one's health, as it encourages jokes and pranks and brings the benefits of laughter, including stress relief. And who among us can't use some laughter in our lives? So as April 1st approaches, just beware of jokes, pranks, and hoaxes, and keep a sense of humor. And that was Elephant Revival performing their song Petals from their 2016 album titled The Same. And now, for our final segment, we talk to Dango Rose. You all know him as co-host of the Mountaineer podcast, but first, Dango, tell us how else people across the peaks would know you. Well, I am a founding member of the band Elephant Revival that got its roots in Netherlands starting in uh, 2006. And the band has been on hiatus for some time now. Is this an official reemergence? Yes. We have been revitalizing this pride of hibernating elephants. And it's been quite a uh, monumental feat. And it, it's, it's actually pretty amazing. Uh, the music is feeling incredible right now. Uh, the camaraderie is feeling good. And uh, we just couldn't be happier to be playing music together. Last night, Elephant Revival played an amazing show at the Mission Ballroom in Denver. And people may have noticed a few additions and adjustments to your usual lineup. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? The three founding members, uh, co-founding members, uh, Bonnie Payne, Bridget Law, and myself, uh, we're, we're, we are here, and Charlie Rose joined the band in 2015. Darren Garvey joined the band in 2016. And now we have Daniel Sproul uh, from Rose Hill Drive on electric guitar. 
And, uh, man, he shared the stage with uh, The Who, Van Halen, Aerosmith, Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, this guy is a guitar hero. And he's so sensitive and subtle on the instrument. And to be able to, like, go into that rock pedigree, but then also be so sensitive to be able to play with a musical saw and, uh, you know, some of the softer tonalities of Bonnie's vocal. It's just creating a whole new tapestry uh, of what we're able to accomplish uh, just within one song. Traditionally, I would say Elephant Revival has always been classified as a bluegrass folk fusion band. But as we all know, with change comes evolution. After coming back together, do you think the music has evolved from those original roots? Uh, the music now, I mean, last night at the Mission Ballroom, you know, we did a we did a tool cover of uh, the song Schism uh, with a seven piece drum line uh, with drummers from the Denver Broncos drum line, the Avalanche drum line, the Nuggets drum line. So really high quality professional drummers to join our drummer Darren and uh, and Sproul on guitar, and you know we just rocked uh, Schism uh, by Tool. Uh, that's as far from blue, bluegrass as I could imagine, uh, you know. But we are who we are, so we have this sort of tonality that does, you know, root us down in roots, folk, Celtic, Americana, bluegrass, or old-time traditional. Like those, we have those roots, but we're really kind of going in a in an art rock kind of direction too uh, with how Bonnie writes on the cello um, it's cool I mean it's a cool thing to you know have our lead voice writing on a cello and then we you know collaborate around that uh, so that's a big piece of things moving forward as well and what about any other revivals planned for the future yeah so keep your keep your ears open I know everybody's listening um, we're going to have a, a festival announcement uh, or a show announcement, excuse me, uh, that's going to happen in late August, uh, very, very close to the peak to peak. And that should be announced, mm, I'd say, by April 5th or so. So we're, we're right there. I just can't say it on the air right now. And uh, then we're doing the Old Settlers Music Festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, we're going to do the Hillberry Festival in Eureka Springs, Arkansas uh, in October. Uh, Old Settlers Music Festival is just a few weeks away in April. Uh, we're doing a weekend at the Cave in Southern Illinois, which is a festival at the end of June. So we're just doing some choice select festivals and, um, you know, one more local hometown show this year. And uh, that'll be a wrap on 2023, most likely. Um, there could be something else that comes in that that excites us. Uh, after so many years uh, touring on the road, things move so fast. So, so what we're really uh, being intent upon now, as we uh, wake up, as it were, is to uh, take things slow and at our own pace uh, that's healthy for each of our individual lives and the lives that we have with our families. So, what's the best way to keep up with updates and other news? You know, I would say uh, on the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Elephant Revival, also Spotify, uh, the entire catalog is there. And thank you, Dango.
myself included, there are a lot of people out there overjoyed to know Elephant Revival is back together to reemerge and make more music. They raised me as the wise their own. That concludes this week's episode of the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. Visit our website at www.themountaineer.com to read more information about today's guests. Pick up a copy of this week's print edition of the Mountaineer at newsstands all across the peak to peak. I'm Dango Rose. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Until next time, thank you for listening. You know, up here in the mountains, things are weird.